0: I'm so glad that all of you are here, no matter how you worship, where you're from, what your bra- background is, it is such a blessing, it is such an amazing thing to be together. I am so excited, I can't, I was telling the team earlier when we were praying before y'all came, I'm like, guys, I can't believe it's almost a year that we have been around, In a few weeks, we're going to be a year. You get to cheer for that, because that's good, God is faithful. And today is a special week because we're finally back because COVID has uh, kind of put a, bl- a blip in the middle of us being able to meet together. But grace, that, thanks be to God, all the grace that he shows us that we can meet together like this, continue to worship Jesus. A few announcements before I jump into today's message. My name is Reuben. I'm the pastor here at Zoe Church. It's my pleasure and honor to be your pastor. If you're visiting, welcome to Zoe Church. Welcome to all of you online. So glad that we, we never did it online before. And then COVID is just like, oh, you gotta Twitch, you gotta do something a little different to engage people. And so, welcome to all of you who are online. I pray and hope this message blesses you as well. A few announcements, uh, um, we do sanitize the entire church, okay, just to make sure that, you know, we're, we're we're keeping with the law, we're being above the law, we're making sure we're honoring the government and all the things that they're asking us to do. So along with that, uh, we make sure to sanitize our bathrooms. So if you do need to use the bathrooms, they are down the hall to the left, to the right, follow the signs uh, if you can find them, and uh, you will find the bathroom. Just ask someone if you really need to find uh, a bathroom, just ask someone, uh, and, and they'll point you right to one. But we do have that. As soon as we're we're done our services as well, Um, uh, not this week, but following weeks and onwards, we're going to be doing what we're going to call hangouts in the parking lot. Basically, as soon as we're done worship service, because we can't stay in here for long, as soon as we're done, we're going to leave the gym, hang out in the parking lot where we can take our masks off, see each other's beautiful faces, smile, get to know each other, have that deeper conversation, because guys, fellowship is so important. You You ever meet those people that basically go to church? Just to get, like, the message. Not even the message, actually. Just, like, the 10 minutes. I used to be that guy. Just the 10 minutes that you need. What's your main point? All right, I'm out, pastor. You ever done that? I've done that before. Uh But anyhow, you're missing a major and important point that's a part of church, which is connecting with people, what we call fellowship, which is growing together, loving each other, seeing each other after your busy week, because we know the week gets busy. So that's what we're going to do, that intentionally. Meet outside in the parking lot. That way we can connect. Neck, continue to grow as a church family. But along with all that, today we have a special, special thing because today is Aaron's baptism! Yeah. And I know tons of you are here to, uh, uh, just to support Aaron in this amazing. Death of faith that he is taking, this decision that he has made today, and so what we're going to do is as soon as service is over, I'm going, to, I'm going to instruct everyone to basically head out the doors this way, out to the back where our parking lot is, and there you probably saw the pool where I'm going to get the pleasure of dunking my friend in water, with purpose, right, it's amazing, and uh, basically uh, we'll, we'll do that later as well, so just keep that in mind for the end of the service, and, and lastly... Uh, we uh, a few weeks back we mentioned we have a, we had a uh, have a financial uh, goal of reaching twenty thousand dollars before our one year anniversary, which we're planning like some fun stuff to do for our one year uh, anniversary as we celebrate one year of Zoe church being here but praise be to God, guys, we are just two thousand dollars and 70, uh, 74 dollars away from reaching our goal. Guys, we've raised $17,000 this year, that's amazing. And I wanna thank each and every single one of you for partnering with us, for, for being uh, the, the partners not just through prayer but financially as well for those of you who believe in Zoe Church who who, who invest here in Zoe Church and say not only do I invest my time but I'm also going to invest and, and continue to give my tithes and offerings here thank you so much for your faithfulness for your obedience to God and and I pray if there's anyone here today that's like you know what I believe in the, in the mission that God is doing here I believe this is a part of uh, uh, my worship and giving to God feel free to support us as well all the information is online you can uh, give in a whole different bunch of different ways. Um, There's also a new way that we're going to start giving as well, which is why I want to ask them to quickly play this quick video to help us understand how to give as
1: well. We've set up a simple way for you to give to our church online. If you want to give a quick gift, enter an amount, select a fund, then enter your email address and your first and last name. Then enter your payment details and click give. And that's it. We'll send a receipt to your email address. To use a saved payment method or manage a recurring donation, you'll wanna log in. Click the login button and we'll send a code to your phone or email account. Verify the code and you're in. Now your payment info is ready to go when you wanna make a donation. To manage your giving details, switch over to the My Giving page. Here you'll see more ways you can give. You can also add a payment method bank account or a debit card set up a recurring donation and view your giving history to get started visit our website or download the church center app in your android or apple app store
0: Just a quick uh, a tidbit to show you that you can also give through an app now as well, so if you'd like to support us that way and make it a little bit easier, get to the 21st century. thought uh, we'll finally introduce that. but please let me also mention don't feel any obligation to give when we give when we, when we support our church it's out of worship it's out of this is my church, this is where I belong. This is not out of obligation you're in a church. Uh, people are going to look down on you please do not feel any sort of shame and guilt We're just so happy that you've chosen to be here and I hope that you feel loved and cared for and. Welcome today. Let me pray and we'll jump into today's message. Jesus, thank you so much for today. Lord God, I pray that you, the Lord and the shepherd of our hearts, would walk us into this place of serenity, walk us into this place of peace, to knowing you on a deeper level. Jesus, I pray that you would connect with us today that whether it be through one of the songs that have been sung, whether it's through a prayer, whether it's through the word, uh, as we read through scripture, Lord Jesus, I pray that you would speak, that you would meet us where we're at. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place. May you transform us, renew us, all for your praise and your glory. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen amen you know when i was a a younger dude i remember thinking to myself is this all there is to life you ever had one of those ex- ex- existential moments in life where you're like is this all there is to life I, I remember thinking like is life really all just about a paycheck just so that you can, you know, buy something to make yourself happy at the end of the day. I thought to myself, I was like, well, I'm in school right now. I don't really like school. So, I mean, paycheck, go anyway, that route is going to cut. I don't have a business mind. I don't have a business mind. But anyway, I'm like, I'm not going to cut it that way. And so I thought, you know what? Uh, maybe I could, like, get a couple mils somewhere over here. Maybe pull a little 649. You know what I'm talking about? You know, get a couple million. And then I'll be, I'll be good. I'll be good for life. But then I remember thinking through the process. I was like... But even if I was rich and I had all the money and enjoyed life and did all of that, I mean, would that really satisfy my soul? I mean, I had rich friends and I you have rich people. And I'm like, even them, they got problems. They got issues. They got struggles. In fact, a lot of the times it's a lot more public and I see that they're more broken than whole. They don't seem very happy. I mean, then I thought to myself, I'm like, man, there's got to be more to life than just what I'm doing right now. So I thought, well, maybe in the future, I'll have kids and I'll get married. But I thought, but one day I'm going to end up dying and I'm not going to be able to enjoy them the way I really want to enjoy them. I'm not going to be able to just be around. I'm not going to have any control over that. And so what was the point of that? There was an expiration date that, then I thought, you know, maybe I'll just make a big name for myself. You know, maybe I'll just, you know, become really popular. You know, I even took acting classes. Y'all, so of y'all didn't know that about me. I took acting classes, because, man, Disney, how many of y'all fans of Disney? Love Disney, I love Disney. Disney Channel Plus, come on, y'all. Uh, although, the Netflix algorithm to choosing shows are way better, in my opinion. I just always struggled to find the show I was watching in Disney. Anyhow, sorry, that's a rant. Um, regardless, my point is, I was like, let me let me become big, let me like let me you know I'll get just all the pride and the ego and da, da 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 to the point where everybody's like, I'm going to like like metaphorically bow down to me and want my autograph. But then I thought to myself, even that one day will come to an end. Even that, I mean, I remember reading just stories of other people, or sorry, not reading, hearing stories of other people. I'm like, ah, eh. it didn't really seem like they were truly finding life. I mean, if you think about it, and I did it. I thought of every great person possibly I could think of. All of them were just a memory in the past. Either a good memory whom I you know, rarely think about, or a person in the past who I hate and envy because they were really successful but they didn't do what I would have done with all that they had. I mean, think about it. Like Maybe you're like, ah, I don't like Bill Gates. Because you're like, if I had all that money, I'd do something very different with all that money. I'd be a lot more productive than Bill Gates. And so you're like, I don't like it. But then Gandhi, you're like, oh, that man's man's cool. I liked his ways. And yet, how often do you think of Gandhi except for this moment right here when I mentioned it? He's a memory of the past. And when you think about him, great. But it lasts for a second and then disappears. I mean, that song, Memories by Maroon 5. Memories don't bring you back, y'all, come on now. They don't bring, I mean, they might bring the thought of you back. But I'm like, God, we got to be more than a thought. When we pass away, we got to be more than just a moment. There's got to be something more than that. And and, and being the person inside of me that's like, I want to win at life. And and those who know me know I'm competitive. I'm like, I want to win at life. On top of that, I'm like, I'm a deep thinker. I'm like, come on, there's got to be more to life than this. And I grew up in a Christian home. But in my heart, I wasn't a follower of God, and so I didn't really look to God, I was just like, there's gotta be more to life than this. And so after all the dreaming, after all the dreaming and imagining, it brought me to this place, to asking this one question. Is this all there is to life? Is this all there is to life? Is this what living really looks like? Because if you ask me, it felt more like I was in prison. It felt like I had a feeling over my head that I couldn't break through. You ever felt like that before? It felt like I was just buying into the routine the world had sold me that this is what life looked like. Go to school, get a job, marry a girl, have some kids, retire on a beach and die. If medical conditions don't get you first. Again, remember, I'm a deep thinker. I'm like, I want to win. I'm thinking through all these things. I'm like, yo, this doesn't sound good. If true life was just about, or is just about the 60 to 80 years that you typically get on average to just enjoy the ride, I knew what I know some of you have had a hard time accepting and a hard time recognizing is that if that's really all life is, it's not worth living. See, I didn't feel like I was living. Instead, it felt like I was just walking to my grave. And maybe some of you are in that place today. Maybe you haven't put those words, exact words to it, but you've identified there's got to be something more to life than just what I'm doing right now. You see, when God finally got my attention, that's when I started to understand what true life was really about. That's when I finally got some explanation into understanding actually how I felt and words I could put to the feelings that I knew I felt, but I didn't know how to explain it. And that's what I want to preach today. I want to preach about having a new life in Jesus. You see, the Genesis story of creation, if you know nothing about scripture, just, just, I'm going I'm, to I'm, 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 I'm glance it real quick so that way you're able to follow along. The Genesis story, the beginning story of creation is that God created Adam and Eve perfect, holy, beautiful. There was an intimacy. There was a relationship. There was a connection between God and mankind. And it was for this glory and fellowship and purpose that God had created mankind. And then this thing happened where Adam and Eve, they ate this fruit and sin entered the world, which is just another word for ultimate rejection and ultimate disobedience towards God. Basically saying, God, I want no part of you. I'm going to choose me. And this choice has separated us from our creator ever since. This choice has created this dark, hole, black, I just think of the most emptiest space you can think of, chasm between God and us because of our choice. And immediately what happened was, what was, what was once holy, our flesh and our spirit, enjoying God in his presence, became unholy. We were void of God's spirit with us. We became the people that chose not God, but ourselves. First, in other words, we were basically just living in opposition, in continual opposition towards God. And here's the sad part. It was with a permanent expiration date. So to speak, we were alive, like we were breathing. and You were born into the world, you're breathing. But on the inside, you were dead because of your sin and because of my sin, I was dead. And so it makes sense. Why we live out life the way we do in our natural, like sin-filled, like tendencies and ways. And why we live that way out, the way God never created us to live in, and then we wonder, well God, why aren't we feeling the abundance, and the satisfaction, and the joy and light that I know I'm craving, but I'm not, but I'm doing what I'm doing, but there's a disconnect somewhere. Paul, an apostle of Jesus, Paul, uh, someone who Jesus miraculously won over in the New Testament. I won't get into a story, but this man was a leader of the church, and he was writing to a church in Rome, and to describe this nature, to to describe the kind of thing that we had and the, 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 the response that we had as people. He writes this, if you have your Bibles, feel free to turn to Romans chapter 6, verse 16. It'll also be up on the screens and also for those of you who are uh, live streaming with us, it'll be on your screen as well. Paul writes this, he says, do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness. What he's saying is that the way our nature works is that when we are enslaved, we are enslaved to whatever we follow, meaning we are controlled and bound to the thing that we follow, that you are either controlled by sin as you follow and choose the way of sin and the outcomes and the desires that come with sin, or you are controlled by God and the outcomes and the desires that come from God. And I know this idea is not popular. In fact, I'm saying controlled, and some of y'all are like, mm I don't like that. That's because you're like, I don't know about that whole idea of being controlled. But think about it. It's so true. I mean, Paul's not saying you don't have free will. He's saying your choices control you. You see what he's saying? He's actually saying, think of it like this. Imagine you have money that you're going to invest in a stock. Here's the thing, you have the money, you have the freedom to invest it in whatever stock you wanna invest it in, but the moment you invest it in that stock, you are now controlled by the stock. Whether it goes up, whether it goes down, because you've invested. And sure, you can choose to you know, take your money out and go somewhere else, but that is still your choice. What he's really saying is your choice, whom you choose to let control you, that is the outcome. And really what Paul is saying is it is way better to be controlled by God, to allow God to say, I designed you, I loved you, I cared for you. In fact, my control of you would be to give you full freedom. To finally see true freedom, amen? And, and, and that can only come when you come to Jesus. That can only be found when you experience that God's love and God's presence around you. In fact, the disciple John, the beloved disciple John, you know, the person that wrote the gospel of John also wrote a letter, 1 John. And, and he, was, he was an eyewitness to all the things that Jesus did. And in his letter, he writes, in fact, the root issue for why we get stuck in life, why we, find, why we feel like we're, we're kind of hitting a barrier and not able to get over the hump and really find true life. And he writes it this way in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. He says, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, comes, from the fa- uh, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. What he's saying is the problem, we've chosen to love the world. We've chosen to love the world. We've given in to our sinful and, 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 and fleshly desires to be greedy for things and just want to hoard and hold on to and grab everything instead and, and, and hold on to standings and titles and stature and pride and look at all of my accolades. And it's this love for things that leads us away from true life. It's that fallen nature that started from the beginning that we all have a natural disproportion, a disproportion to. Or like, this is who, I, this is what I'm following. You see, there's this one song that I really like. Um, it's, it's a recent song that dropped uh, by one of my favorite artists, his name is Lecrae, and the song is called Zombie, and, and, and he, it's worth a listen, honestly, I, I, I encourage you to check it out, L-E-C-R-A-E, that's his name, Lecrae, and the song is called Zombie, I know you won't forget that, because that's a very interesting name for a Christian song, but it's so powerful, because the song is talking about how he's like, man, I was a dead man walking, he's like, I didn't realize that I was actually a zombie until I met God. That in fact, that once he realized that life was more about the things in the world, he talks about getting girls and getting cars and getting all this stuff, and he's like, but the moment he realized that God was calling him, that Jesus was calling him to something much greater and deeper, that's when he found true life. And that's the beauty of today's message. That's the symbol of baptism, which we're gonna be celebrating in a few moments. That because Jesus died and rose again, that we no longer have to choose to continue to live to the patterns of the world and the way the world lives of sin, but instead, because Jesus overcame death, we now have a choice. We have a choice to choose life that just as Jesus lives, so shall we live. That is a choice that has faced every single one of us that we get to make. That we no longer have to be controlled by our sin. But instead, we can say, God, I submit to you. And see the freedom that comes with choosing God. Which is why Paul, who knew all about second chances, and knew all about new life, and those of you who knows knows Paul's story, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, worth the read in the book of Acts, read Paul's story, it's powerful. He writes this to another church. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, if anyone loves Jesus, if anyone has found their identity in following Jesus, and if anyone is a disciple of Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of God, the Savior of the world, if, you, if anyone is in Christ, he says, he is a what? A new creation. He says, the old has passed. Behold, the new has come. In fact, the Greek words that he used here are the generic terms. It's almost like the old has literally been gone and the new has begun. That is the life that you get when you say, I want to be back in a relationship with my creator. I want to experience a new life, a life with purpose and mission, a life not just about the things in the world, but I want to go to the creator of the world. That doesn't mean that you'll be perfect now, that you are new, so that means you're perfect forever. No, 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 that doesn't mean that. It just means you no longer find pleasure in sin. It means your heart has changed. It means that you, you see the sin, and you're like, I don't want to do that. I don't enjoy that. I don't want any more, any part of that anymore. I want to live for God. That doesn't mean you'll be perfect, but your heart has changed. And that's what Jesus is looking at. See, that's what baptism represents. It's a physical representation of this. In fact, it's an, it, they say it's an outward sign of an inward change. Hi, darling. Oh my gosh, you're so cute. <laughs> What's his name? Latreus. Latreus? Latreus. Catreus? A- Atreus. A- Atreus? So cute. Ah! He can pause my sermon anytime, that's okay. <laughs> This author, Watchman Nee, he says this. He says, baptism is an outward sign of an inward change. It's an outward sign of an inward change. Baptism is representing that when I go under the water, it's me saying, I'm dead to my old self. That doesn't mean that I'm perfect, but that means I'm choosing no longer to live to that. And because Jesus went into the ground, died, and rose again, now I'm a new person. That I am now a new creation because of Jesus Christ. And for any of you who are here today, maybe you're here and you're like, I've been feeling unsatisfied on the inside. In fact, it wasn't until I stepped through these doors, I didn't know it. I've been feeling unfulfilled. I've been feeling empty. I've been feeling like there's something more. It's almost like, I'm trying to get the most out of life and yet it's never enough. And maybe, just maybe, this was your blessing in disguise. That you know there's more to life and maybe, just maybe, you would consider Jesus Christ. See, my encouragement to you is take the time to really consider these things things today. Talk to someone if you're like, I don't really know where I've been going and what life's about. I need to figure this out because your life is way too important to waste away. Because you see, in my experience, in my testimony, is that there is something more to this life. It's Jesus. It's eternal life forever with Jesus. And that's not some like ideology of it starts later on. I'm living it today. I am a new person today. I'm a new creation because of Jesus today. And that's what we're celebrating for Aaron today as he gets baptized. And those of you who are followers of Jesus, this is an important reminder of what God has done for you. You are a new creation. Are you walking and living in that? In fact, there's this one line that you know Paul has written because you've read it in Ephesians 4 where he says, live worthy of the calling to which you have been called. It's, think about it, it Doesn't mean it doesn't, he doesn't say be worthy of the calling because you're not, because I'm not. We're not worthy of God's calling. But he says, live it. He's like, imitate it, walk in it, be like it anyways, walk in obedience, in everything. And so here's my challenge for you. What does it look like as a new creation in Jesus Christ? What does it look like to walk in obedience, to live worthy of that amazing calling that God has called us to be his children, to be brought back to him, to be wooed by him because he loves us so, so deeply. You see, this is why Aaron is getting baptized today. Not because he's perfect, because he's the first person to tell you he's not perfect. But it's because he hit this realization that life was not worth living without Jesus Christ. That in fact, without Jesus, there's no life. But with Jesus, that is where you find true and abundant life. In fact, that is why our church name is Zoe Church. There's this verse in John 10.10 where the scripture says the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy, but then Jesus says, but I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. And that's why we are Zoe Church, because we want to share that word to anyone that will hear it, that only in Jesus Christ will you find true Zoe life. And today, that's why we're going to celebrate with Aaron, because Aaron, this is something that, as we celebrate with you, and the angels in heaven celebrate with you, this is us just celebrating what's already happened in your heart, and if any of you are like, man, I've been feeling a prompting; God's been nudging my heart, and I really need to respond, if you want prayer, if you want somebody to just, you know, talk to you and just have some deeper conversations, if you're like, I've been thinking about baptism, I want to take that next step, come talk to me, and we'll have a conversation about that, too, or I'm just going to pray over you a blessing. Is that okay? Can I do that? Jesus, I pray a blessing over every single person that stepped in today, especially that little boy. It's cute. <laughs> Father God, I pray that every single child, every single person, every single being here today would know how great your love is for them. That they would know that you created them. They are not here by accident. They are not here by mistake. No matter what anyone has said, That, God, you created them. And that you want them to know you, to follow you, and to finally find the purpose that you created them for. Would they know that this week? In Jesus' holy name, we pray. Amen. Aaron, come on. Um, Yeah, give it up for Aaron. Give it up for Aaron. Um, So... Uh, I'm just gonna ask, uh, to end our service, uh, Aaron to kind of share uh, uh, a quick two-minute testimony of why he's choosing to get baptized. So Aaron, uh, I don't know, just in your own words, like what's your heart been behind wanting to get baptized?
2: i shut down this over video. It's so unnerving being up here. But like <laughs> my because I'll make this fast, okay? Um, so baptism, it, it wasn't an easy decision for me. It's an outward expression of an inward faith. I'm gonna say goodbye to an older self and hold myself accountable to a new one, one that glorifies God. Mm -hmm. After all the battles I've fought over the years, he never left my side. And I've gotta thank him for never giving up on me. And to each and every one of you, I wanna thank you guys for helping make sure I didn't give up on him. Mm -hmm. so, to the, so all I want to say is thank you each and every one of you for coming and supporting me. I never expected these many faces. Each of you remind me of God's goodness and love in my life. And I hope I get to return the favor to each of you someday. And I hope to make you guys proud of the person that God wants me to be. Amen, amen.